0: We need to talk about ideas, good ones and bad
1: ones. We need to learn stuff about the world. We need an honest, intelligent, thought-provoking and entertaining review of what the hell happened on this planet in the last seven days. We need to sit back and listen
0: to the Iron Fist and the Velvet Glove. Welcome back, dear listener. Episode 278. We're really getting our teeth into the sixth year of this podcast now, <laughs> and the world is not slowing down in terms of news and craziness, if anything, it's speeding up. Uh, this is the Iron Fist Velvet Glove podcast. I'm Trevor, aka the Iron Fist, with me as always for the moment, until he gets a job in some far-flung remote location, uh, Scott the Velvet Glove. G'day
2: Trevor, g'day Paul, g'day Joe, g'day listeners. And for those of you that are keeping track, I am still on the dole, but... I did have three interviews last week, and I've got another two this week, so something out of that will come up.
0: I can assure you he is earning his doll money. And, Paul, I think you might have your oh, sorry. your volume on, on your computer because <laughs> I can hear you coming through.
1: I, I just enlarged it, but right. I didn't click on let the volume come through, sorry about that everyone. It just did
0: it magically.
1: I don't know why, <laughs> yeah. it just did it spontaneously when I enlarged the screen. No, anyway. no you uh, cooked up,
0: Paul. So, so Paul, you are the 12th man, welcome aboard yet again.
1: Thank you, Trevor. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, uh, listeners and viewers. <laughs> and of course, Joe
0: is here with Tech Stuff and he will chime in when we're talking shite to sort of pull us back into line. Welcome aboard <laughs> again, Joe. Evening, everyone. Right, so here we are. We're in a, uh, a post-election sort of period in the US. We'll get onto that because there's still plenty to talk about, I think, and p- particularly when it comes to speech and what happened with the different news services basically pulling the press uh, conference before it had finished. I thought that all that was quite interesting, the whole concept of free speech. I think we'll talk a bit about that. This is the most interesting thing at the moment with that. But before we do, there was a bit of a news last night on Four Corners. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just caught snippets of it, but about Christian Porter and the allegation that he'd been um, having an affair with a young staffer and things like that, and that occupied an entire Four Corners episode. And they asked the question, do we care? Because I don't. I just, I don't, I really don't care. Tell me why I should care. What, what, who he's sleeping with and what he's doing in that sense. Well,
3: family, family values.
0: Yeah, I don't care about his family values.
1: Well, uh, Malcolm Turnbull said that um, at that level of government, uh, mm. he, he people expose themselves to um, to dangerous pressure, you know, blackmail, that y-
0: sort of thing. Yeah, but I think those days are over. Do you think? Well, oh. well, you can be. You know, in the days of celebrity, in the days of celebrity porn, is there a security risk? Like, it must be tough for extortionists now because you can catch somebody doing all sorts of things and go, "Ha oh, ha, oh, I've got you now. You'll be too embarrassed if I release this. You'll have to, you know, um, do all the things I want you to do." And people go, oh, uh, "No, go ahead and do it. Like, I'll, I'll
3: just be even more fun. like that sort of trade of extortion. Maybe is, not in the press, but maybe towards his family. Wow." Well, He's,
0: well, yeah, but is his, he ma- his second is he- wife is separated from him already. Exactly. Like,
2: just, so is he actually married? No, he's not.
0: Yeah. Well, he might so, be separated. So married? Se- he might be just separated. Well, now. Christian Porter. Okay, he's, yeah, he's separated. He's been
2: yeah. married twice. Okay, well, he's, he's apparently separated from his second wife. Now, I'm assuming that the playing up and that sort of stuff happened after he'd separated, had it?
0: No, no, I'd no. probably preceded it. No, that was, that was probably, about uh, two th- years ago, that, wasn't I it? I think this has happened since. Right, okay. So. so let's assume that he was still with his wife it, and these things were the which was the corner. whole point mm. of his lack of morals as alleged by Four Corners. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I don't think it was about morality so much as um, integrity, you know, like mm. uh, publicly sort of preaching family values and... Uh, that sort of thing, and then privately not practising the family values. It makes the government look bad. It makes the government look like they say one thing and do another. And I think that's why the Prime Ministers, Turnbull and Morrison, were,
0: tell- were not happy yeah. about it. Yeah. Does anybody... Pick- I, I watched Four Corners today. What's that?
2: The um, chat room. You want to scroll back up? Yeah, yep. no, just so, down to Bronwyn, Yep. I don't care about who Christian Porter is sleeping with, but I do care about his retrograde attitudes towards women, which are very much out of step with current community attitudes.
0: What?
2: Yeah, fair so enough. What? But I didn't think it was worth an entire episode on um four corners. Mm. Um, that's probably the most blunt and brutal thing
0: I will say on it. Mm. Um, if, if if he was a friend, I'd want to know, but he's just a politician. He's, I don't. If he was a friend, you'd want to know. Yeah, I'd want to know if he's... Yes, I would want to know if my friend is that sort of disloyal sort of character. Oh, see, yeah. But as a politician, I don't hold out high hopes. Like, it just wouldn't surprise me if 50% of them are playing, playing up. I mean, you put people in Canberra away from their families, high-stress situations, they're working hard. It, that point it, was made in the full program. What do you expect is going to happen? I just... To me, it's... It just doesn't surprise me. Um It doesn't and, surprise me either. It's and, just one of those things that's
2: really And I just really
0: don't want to I just don't think we should be concerned with what's happening in people's bedrooms. So um Yeah. That's my personal view. I mean, I got a theory that Putin didn't disclose uh Trump's antics with Russian hookers because it would have only added to the Trump legend. You know, like <laughs> the, the, this is the problem for extortionists now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but see, so. I, I think Trump would probably have a reason to try and keep something like that quiet because his base is basically evangelical Christians. Mm. Now I know they'd forgiven a hell of a lot, but I don't think they would have
0: forgiven. They forgave Trump enormous amounts. Yeah, sure I know. Do. But if I, you promise them a law that they like, they'll forgive anything. They give him a free pass.
1: Well,
2: we'll have to wait they? and see. But well, they didn't forgive him completely, yeah. did they? Because you know he's been he's been voted out,
3: mm. but. No, no, but the evangelicals, so eighty-seven vote percent voted for him. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Uh, and that's after he got caught with um, uh, paying off the the um, porn star. There was mm. all sorts of uh, he he. Yeah, he was well known Banned by the pussy all. Yeah, 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 yeah all yeah. that yeah. sort of shit. Yeah. I
1: mean, it was it was absolutely stormy yeah. Daniels. He paid money to. That didn't. was it. Mm.
0: Well, he didn't. His lawyer did.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. So he didn't.
0: Mm. (laughs) Anyway, in the chat room, it seems to be more of a consensus that people do want to know by the the looks of the comments in there. So Daniel's made comments and dire straits and Greg. So um, I don't know. Just personally, I really don't think we should be looking at what's going on in people's bedrooms. I don't care. I don't elect officials to the federal parliament on the basis of my view of their morality so much
2: yeah I but don't, don't think you on think issues that, of like that okay the other the other side of the coin is that um, i can't remember where christian porter stood on the same sex marriage debate but mm. some of the shit that was coming from that side of parliament mm. saying that it's going to devalue marriage and all that sort of shit yeah. and you've got him screwing around on his wife
0: Yep yeah.
1: that well, would well,
2: have made him yeah, look I'm, I'm incredibly sure he said
0: hypocritical that a marriage is between a man and a woman and he's been on the side so, <laughs> <laughs> I think was
1: it goes to the uh, issue of trust, doesn't it? So if the, but I don't trust any of them, so that's why no, I don't no, care. No, no, you don't. But you're, you know, you're a, you're a special case. Yes. I'm cynical, you're but a lot right. of the voters, well, at least we'd like to think a lot of the voters trust the mm. government. Now, if they hear the government saying one thing, mm. and then it comes out, you know, in the in the press, whether it's just gossip or you know, whatever, that they're doing quite another thing from what they you know, sort of mm. propose they're doing or, yep. you know, then mm. it, it undermines trust in the government, mm. I think. It undermines our confidence in their integrity, mm. okay. which goes to a range of issues, you know. It's mm. not just about what they do in the bedroom but what they do in other meetings.
0: Yeah. I mean, if a Catholic priest is on his knees in a public toilet, you know, then that's relevant to the Catholic priest's job, I think.
1: Do, do they pray in so, public toilets too?
0: Well, they get up all sorts of mischief in there. Oh. So, just take, I guess it's your view of the job. So, I don't see them as
3: it, It's less around the view of the right. job and more the figure that they're presenting in public. Mm. And whether they really are uh who they say they are. Mm. And if you're voting Family on man. them to so make a liar, you know. Yeah, sense. basically. Right. That's,
0: yeah, that's right. fair enough. What if he hadn't presented himself as a family man? I,
3: I think then it's irrelevant.
0: Okay. So they did show on Four Corners the bit I saw where pictures of him with his kids and his family attending events, picturing him as the family man. Mm. So if they hadn't have done that, then maybe they shouldn't I, I, be. I think
3: if he had stood as, for mm. instance, uh, Fiona Patton, mm. if Fiona Patton was uh, having an open relationship I don't think her constituents would be that surprised mm. um, because she isn't holding herself up as a family values sort of person
0: right, but if she'd advocated for one thing and was living something else absolutely relevant okay so the on the basis that he was putting himself out as a family man christian, it's relevant that he's a liar, yes,
2: okay. No, I don't think he that, is actually a Christian. He just says you've got to believe in God because it's dangerous not to if you remember the liberal yeah, party. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He did say that.
0: Well, he yeah.
1: describes himself as not very religious, yeah. Christian porter. Yeah. But the other one, I think, but, but, is more of a Christian, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Alan, is Touch? Alan Touch. Alan Touch. Isn't yeah. he a more right. straight okay. down okay. the line so if, guy? I'm not sure.
0: Okay. So if you're putting yourself out as, as somebody like that, then, um, uh, okay. I get it. It's either way. But,
1: but look. Can I just add, I watched it this afternoon and I have to say it did look like a, a little bit little bit gossipy, you know, interviewing mm-hmm. sort of parliamentary staffers who took a dim view of his behaviour and, and even one woman that knew him from, uh, I think, Western Australia when he was working in the law mm-hmm. and, you know, said, oh, you know, he was a typical guy and maybe a misogynist and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he just used women and, you know, she was really, it was really a hit. Gossipy. Yeah. yeah.
0: In the chat room, Greg says, I wouldn't care except for the hypocrisy. I guess that's what we're coming down to yeah. as well. Yeah. I think. We're with you on that one, Greg. Hypocrisy mm. and trust. Mm. Right. Um, US election, when we last uh, spoke, it was still up in the air, wasn't it? It was, We didn't really yeah. know. It was kind of looking Biden-ish. It perhaps, was looking
2: Biden-ish, but, but we couldn't actually call it because mm. there were a number of states yet to go. Yeah, yeah. Most of those states have now reported, and Joe Biden has collected 290 of the Electoral College votes. He only needed 270. Mm. So congratulations, Mr Biden. You are now President-elect of the United States.
1: mm yeah, he's certainly listening. Well done, Joe. Mm. Um, he might even pick up more than 300 if uh, Georgia falls his way, I think. There are 34 Electoral
2: College votes still yet to be counted, mm. still yet to be decided upon. So if he ends up with 17 of them, he ends up at
0: 287.
2: Mm. But... I have to wait and see. Any other
0: day, it doesn't really have any effect what the ultimate margin is. No, no. so um, it just has to be two seventy. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So last week we spoke about the Sam Harris revelation, where he was trying to work out why are these people voting for Trump, and what his theory was. Well, at least Trump doesn't insult these people. He doesn't make a judgment against them, and that seemed to make sense, but. I am just, as I am looking at some right-wing friends of mine on Facebook and their comments, and I'm looking at Sky News and other ones, there's lots of people in Australia who aren't really being accused of being racist. They're they're totally outside the American sphere, but they're still very pro-Trump. I just don't get well-educated Australians who are able to access all information who aren't being accused of being rednecks, who are still pro-Trump. Mm. I just don't get how much support there is in Australia for him. I get that there's a lot in America, but I just, I just don't get the, the level of Australian support. So,
1: I think uh, it's just some people are really turned off by the, uh, the far left now.
3: And, and I, I think it's a, a case of the mainstream media and the far left are all biased and therefore we're not getting the real news. Uh, on the corruption, and and they do buy into he's the person that's showing up the truth mm. and that the mainstream media are just smearing him.
0: But, but if you don't like the far left, Joe Biden is not the far left. Like no, he's, but he's so the, obviously conservative left. It's so he obvious.
1: Isn't, he isn't. But it's, it's, it's thought that there are elements in the Democratic Party that are quite far left.
0: I don't know. It's, the man's got such a track record of being a very right Middle wing, of road kind lefty, of guy. Um, yeah. you know. Eight years as vice president, his voting record as a senator. Yeah. There's nothing lefty about Joe Biden. I not, just, not very much. I just don't get the scare that, that there's an effective scare campaign about him being a lefty socialist, and but he is 78. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And his his vice president uh, is
0: yeah. even uh, she is not exactly
1: hard left, is she? No, I mean she's she's very hard as a prosecutor. Mm.
0: On a, quite was, conservative in a sense, wasn't she as a prosecutor? Uh, yeah. From what I've read, so she's not as hard. She, she's a little bit more left than I originally thought, mm. but still, you know, she's, she's, pro, she's no she's Bernie pro, Sanders. Yeah. She, she's no Elizabeth no. Warren. She's no AOC. Mm. They, these they really picked quite people who should be quite palatable to to Republicans who were sick of Trump and his antics and who were willing to change and were looking for a safe. Mm. Democrat option, those two should have appeared safe. I can't believe that this sort of fear of socialism managed to stick on those two because they're far from being lefty socialists in my view. Yeah. So, Yeah, but if you've got
3: Murdoch Press
0: Yes, brainwashing you.
3: Bagging them all the time as being socialists. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah but even Fox has hmm. already walked away from Donald Trump because you know, I saw a report tonight where they were saying that um, President Trump really has to go. Oh,
3: and they cut away from him in the middle of a press conference. Mm. Mm. Uh, they're currently calling 290 seats for, him, uh, uh, for Joe Biden at the moment.
0: Yeah,
2: right. 290, yeah.
0: Right. So other things. So obviously Trump's come out and he's basically been saying, as he was in the lead-up to the election, he was anticipating there was going to be a fraud if he didn't win, and now he's, he's claiming that the election is a fraud. And um, that's getting quite a blowback, even from Fox News mm. and other – and the Republican Party is kind of split on this one now. Mm. So there's a substantial number of Republicans who are saying, hang on a minute, you've got no proof of this, uh, you're crossing a line here. I guess they can see that he's out of the picture. He's no longer president. So in the past where they were scared to talk against him, they're now able to read the tea leaves quite clearly and go, well, there's no point pandering to this man anymore because he's gone. Um, But at least there's some hope in that the Republicans are are pulling up and Fox is pulling up and saying, hang on a minute, where's your evidence on this? So, So it's just a embarrassment for the country, the way he's carrying
3: on. So there was talk about him running in 2024, but the, the more he carries on, right. the less likely that is because he's just going to be seen as a poor loser. Yeah. However, people are saying that one of the children could quite possibly run.
2: Yeah. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine mm. Don Jr. of Ivanka? Mm.
0: Well, he wants to paint a picture that he was robbed and then in four years' time he could come back mm. and... Um He'll I say, you. let's get this right. People voted for me before and now this time we'll do it.
3: I, I, I think he'll be too tarred, but his children. Mm. He'll be what? Too tarred. Right. Tard
1: or tired? No, no, tarred. As
3: in he's been seen as ungracious, you know, um, going, kicking know. and screaming. That's a forgiven. great idea, He'll be Joe. forgiven.
0: Like the, of all the things he's done well, in true.
3: his
1: career, this
0: is but the least of it.
1: I reckon, here's an idea, I reckon mm. those senior Republican parties who see him as sullying the reputation of the, of the whole party with his behaviour, mm. they should go in, uh, tar and feather him and mm. then chase him out the gate. Mm. And then he'd be really tarred. Well, there's talk of re- resurrecting Mitt Romney because he's been the most vocal Trump critic He comes across as very mature and level-headed, doesn't he, compared to Trump? Well, until you remember that he's a Mormon. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, you know, quite apart from his religion, which is mad, he he does come across as a very sort of sensible person on the whole.
2: Absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so, um, oh, there's funny things. Different things have happened. Did you see uh, Rudy uh, Mm. Giuliani is Trump's advisor, and he called a press conference because he was going to outline some of the fraudulent actions that have been taking place in the various states. And and somebody in his um, in his group who booked the um, The Four Four Seasons thought they were booking the Four Seasons Hotel.
1: (laughs) That was hilarious.
0: but, But in fact, booked the four seasons total landscaping, um, which was just this cruddy little landscaping business that was squeezed between a sex shop and a crematorium. Mm. And that's where they ended up having the press conference. In Hilarious the, in isn't the it? in the back lot of four seasons
3: landscaping. There is a hypothesis that actually Trump had made the statement that it was going to be at the Four Seasons And rather than backing down from that They hunted desperately around To find a Four Seasons that would accept them
0: I like the idea that Somebody, one of the staff staffers Just rung up the Four Seasons landscaping And said, you know, it's the Trump campaign We want to book our press conference there And somebody hates Trump on the phone And said, sure we've, We're free <laughs> Taken their money And not said a thing I, That's Surely that's what's just as likely as happened. It's, how that, the nuts and bolts of how that happened would be very interesting.
2: I was listening to, um, oh, God, I can't think what it's called. It's an Australian podcast. No, it's gone.
0: Angry Men or something? You always it's so. Two Angry Men or something? No.
1: no. It's something you'd expect to see on Saturday Night Live or Absolutely. some show like that, isn't
0: it? Yes.
2: And they were saying that he'd read a tweet that said that um, Rudy Giuliani was stuck between a cock and a charred place. Right. Because <laughs> it was the adult bookshop on side, And we you you burn, it, where you burn people on the
0: other side. So. That's good. Yep. So um, so anyway, people voted against Trump, obviously, and this didn't really carry through in the Congress or the Senate. Like, it's, it seems pretty clear that they didn't do very well there at all. And in the Senate, um, there's going to be a runoff in two... Senate positions. So at the moment, it's 50 to 48 with the Republicans in the lead. And there were two um, Senate seats where there wasn't a majority. So in order to be elected, you need a majority of votes. And some Republicans, I think, got to like 49.7 or something like that, didn't quite get over the line. So they have a runoff on those. So potentially, there's a chance that the Democrats' Would win those seats in a runoff. Apparently, in a runoff, their chances are better than it would have been in a general election. I don't so, know. How that so, works. the
3: runoff is the two top contenders go head to head in a second round of voting. Right.
0: And that might suit the Democrats more?
3: Well, it, it's just obviously you don't get to vote for third parties. Right. And therefore, any watering down of votes. So, if there's, for instance, a Greens, you wouldn't bleed yep. Democrat votes off to right. the Greens. Right. Okay. So, that
0: might help the Democrats, in which case. You could end up with 50-50 in the Senate. Which then
2: gives Kamala Harris the deciding vote. Yes. Mm. So
0: apparently Kamala Kamala Harris would then have the deciding vote in any split
3: decisions. Mm.
1: That was in the state of Georgia, I think, wasn't
3: it? it Georgia and one other. There's two two states. Two different
0: states? I thought it was
3: just in Georgia, wasn't it? No, there's a second one.
0: Sure. I have yeah. a feeling we were both in Georgia. Yeah, I thought no, they were both, both in Georgia. Yeah. We can look that up anyway. But, yeah. but in any event, that's an interesting scenario. Wouldn't that be delicious if you were Kamala Harris to come in on 50-50 votes and into the Senate? So help. we're now deciding this way. Well, it would be a great feeling if you end up doing it. It would about. also
1: facilitate getting mm. their um, legislative agenda through. Mm,
0: indeed.
2: So. Well, it depends. Like I mean, the Americans, I know they're all polarised and all that sort of stuff, but you've got to look at the history of it all. Clinton didn't get his own way with his Senate and that sort of stuff. Obama didn't get his own way with his Democrat-dominated Senate. Mm. You do still have a hell of a lot of horse trading that goes on to get things done. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see, but I would have thought that even at 50-50 you're not guaranteed of getting everything you want done. Mm.
1: Mm. Yep. Although Obama only had... Uh, control of the Senate for the first two years, I think, didn't Yeah,
2: for the first... Uh...
0: Not long.
1: Not yeah. long. It was two it was... years is what I read. And then there was, uh, what do they call it, the, the midterms? Yeah, midterms. And yeah. the uh, Republicans took control of the Senate after that. Mm-hmm. And they, they were very obstructive too, weren't they? They were extremely obstructive.
0: Mm. So uh, let's look at what Trump was saying and how his comments were cut short by the different media organisations. So the sorts of things that he was saying was, uh, we're hearing stories that are horror stories. We think there's going to be a lot of litigation because we have so much evidence and so much proof. But in fact, uh, Trump produced no evidence of systemic problems in voting or counting. In fact, ballot counting process across the country has been running smoothly for the most part. Um, Trump said, in Pennsylvania, partisan Democrats have allowed ballots in the state to be received three days after the election. But in fact, the state Supreme Court, not partisan Democrats, ordered that ballots filled out before the end of the election day could be received up to three days later and still be counted. Trump said, Pennsylvania Democrats have gone to the state Supreme Court to try and ban our election observers. They don't want anybody in there. They don't want anybody watching them while they are counting the ballots. But that's false again. The president is wholly misrepresenting the court case. No one tried to ban poll watchers representing each side. And Democrats did not try to stop Republican representatives from being able to observe the process. The main issue was how close the observers could stand.
3: Uh, didn't the judge mm. actually threaten the bar registration of one of the lawyers? Really? Yes.
0: Well, no, I didn't hear that. Oh, no, no.
3: So wow. they were saying, so how many do you want? And they were just going, uh, as many as the Democrats. And they're saying, no, no, name a number. And yeah, how many people are there? Oh, well, it's not a zero number. And basically said, if you carry on like this, I'm going to have you revoked by the bar.
0: Wow, yeah, that's good. On what grounds? Um, basically, Sh- shoddy workmanship. Basically, as a lawyer, you're being totally disingenuous in your in allowing a claim that you.
1: So you have to go in with, with a clear claim. You can't just make it up in front as you're standing in it, front it, of the judge. clearly exactly clearly exactly.
0: you're talking bullshit, and you haven't come with a genuine claim. <laughs> basically, right? Your case is so bad that you are you shouldn't have walked into this court and wasted my time. You yeah. owe the court because you owe the court a duty in a sense as well as a lawyer. So um Yeah. As an ex lawyer, mm. Trevor, doesn't mm. it give you just
1: a slight warm glow to know yeah. that all those American lawyers are getting lots of work. And-
0: <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't make any difference to me at all. <laughs> okay. Like poor buggers having to deal with it. I'd hate I'd hate it. So yeah. Um Uh, Trump said our campaign's been denied access to observe any accounting in Detroit. That's false as well. They had access. Just a whole range of of allegations by Trump that were just completely false. Not even sort of half right or whatever, just completely false. And what we had, I also said, if you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. And of course, what we had happening in the States then was protesters, Trump followers, outside of ballot counting, vote counting areas. Yeah, and not all of them were there to pray. (laughs) Harassing um, and protesting and calling out. And in Arizona, they were saying, stop the count because we're ahead at one point. And then they were saying in other states, keep counting. So, yeah. um,
1: If you're ahead, stop so, <laughs> the count. If you're behind, keep counting. That, that's right.
0: <laughs> but there were some serious yes. issues of potential rioting. And violence. Yes. Now, we've always talked about inciting violence as a, as a no-no when it comes Absolutely. to free speech. And I think people in the media, mainstream media, were basically making a calculation that his comments were really inciting violence, even though he wasn't saying go out and riot he was basically whipping up people into a frenzy that I think people saw as dangerous both physically for ballot counters and officials mm. and and to the system of democracy in America as a concept I think they saw it as being really dangerous and at that point they um, started watching his press conferences really closely, and they obviously had a predetermined idea that if he if he keeps up with this, we're just going to stop. So several of the news organisations just um, after a minute or two said, we're going to stop right there. He's telling falsehoods we're not going to continue with this. Um, we're stopping a press conference by the President of the United States. It's a
1: big call, isn't it? Mm.
0: But I think a good one. What do you think, Twelfth Man? Because you're a man of a lover of free speech and you don't like censorship. What's your view on this one? Um, I don't have a a
1: strong view, but Mm. they made a judgment. Mm. Um, I think it was a reasonable judgment. I I don't know. I mean, Mm. Trump wasn't really saying anything new. Mm -hmm. He was just repeating the same old bullshit that he makes up as he goes along. And perhaps the, uh, the people... On the floor of the uh, studio, decided oh, we're not going to hear anything new here, and he's just you know
0: well, well new as in he had he'd said the same things in the previous days. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, he yeah. you know he had no specific evidence. did he? No, it was just and you know as he does, he just makes it up as he goes along. Basically, mm.
2: oh, yeah. you just got to look at Twitter. Like most of most of Trump's tweets were marked as being disingenuous or whatever mm. the term was.
1: Yeah. And they yeah. didn't stop the tweets. No, I am against censorship and even a fool like Trump, you know, deserves to be uncensored on mm. the whole.
0: What do you think of the warning labels on Twitter? So 11 of the President's 32 tweets since election day have been placed behind a warning label saying oh, this, they are disputed. So people would have to sort of see that warning label and then continue on. Do you think that's okay by Twitter to do that? You don't have an issue with it. I don't have a big issue with
3: it. Okay.
1: but look, I th- I think that it, the the real fear was that some of those supporters who went to the the vote counting centres might mm. have been armed and might have tried to break in and and, and physically, physically yeah. stop the counting. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, if that one crazy you know shot up a pizza parlor mm-hmm. on a on a rumour, and there's the president of the United States saying, you know, they're cheating, they're they're stealing the the election, they're taking, in other words, they're cancelling your vote, you know, to to his supporters, I imagine there would have been more than a few people uh, who might have taken it upon themselves to go and physically try and do something about it. So I think there was a a very real danger of violence. And I think that's what they were thinking of. too. Very good.
0: I thought we're going to get some more pushback from you on on this issue. Oh, so no, no, I mean, okay. Trump. Yeah.
1: You know, Trump has plenty of opportunities mm. to say what he wants to say. It's not as if he's a a guy <laughs> lacking access to uh, you know, indeed, to the so, media.
0: One other interesting thing here: um, Facebook removed a fast-growing group, "Stop the Steal Group," which called for boots on the ground to protect the integrity of the vote, and it was adding a thousand new members. Every ten seconds, it's and have grown to three hundred and sixty-five thousand members
1: in a day. If only the Iron Fist Velvet <laughs> Glove podcast could achieve those sort of
0: a thousand new things. members every ten seconds. That's
2: very frightening. Yeah, it's sixty thousand a minute.
0: So Facebook um, cancelled that group. The group, they say the group was organised around the delegitimization of the election process, and we saw worrying calls for violence from some members. So, I agree with Facebook on putting a stop to that group as well. It sounds like you do as well, Paul. No
3: problem.
0: Uh, yep, and uh, just in other sorts of free speech type issues, Steve Bannon was banned by Twitter because he called for the beheading of Fauci. The, um, for God's the sake.
1: I think he was. Probably speaking metaphorically, but it, it, it was pretty inflammatory language. Heads on spot on pikes.
0: Mm. On Thursday, former Trump adviser Steve Bannon said Trump should put Dr. Fauci and FBI Director Christopher Ray's quote heads on pikes during a live taping of his podcast. Why those two? Why was he picking on those two? Well, because he doesn't like what they've done. So, yeah, doesn't like what they've been doing because they
3: dared counter, uh, countermand the president. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Disagree with them.
0: Yeah. So, um so I just I've been trying to get my head around this whole idea of platforms and publishers and how to reconcile when it's legitimate for a platform to to basically deny free speech. So, before uh, st-
3: computers just crashed. Oh. All right, we're streaming.
0: Right. Well, with a bit of luck dear listener, we're back. So, The computer just decided to shit itself, basically. Mm. And then it needed to reconfigure the hard drive. And luckily, we've got Joe here, and he's got things up and running. So uh, if you're still there, say hello. Um, And sorry about that. But hey, that's the first real solid crash we've had while doing the live stream. So we've had a fairly good run till now. Right. Anyway, let's get on. Now, free speech and... I want to talk about this and get this idea of... Because I really have an issue with the Hunter Biden laptop controversy and, and the Trump incitement of violence and the decision by these digital platforms to cancel these people. And I think it's worth exploring. So when it comes to free speech... Uh, There's no such thing as free speech. We've always had restrictions on free speech. There's there's actually a lot of restrictions on free speech. So without looking anything up, I just sort of off the top of my head um, came up with uh, some of the restrictions that we readily accept. So you can't say something fraudulent. You can't be misleading and deceptive in business. You can't make negligent misrepresentations. You can't defame people. You can't incite violence. In terms of confidentiality, either working for the government or maybe even in private business, you might agree to confidentiality provisions that mean you can't say things. Um, In employment contracts, you might be prevented from promoting a competing product. Uh, You might be prevented from sullying a role model image that you might have. And in financial advice, if you don't have the necessary qualifications and licenses you can't give financial advice. So there's a range of things that are in place to prevent free speech. But with all those sorts of things they're kind of around the idea that well if you say them here is the punishment that you might encounter either from the from society or from somebody else in a contractual sense. So So basically you can say these things, but you'll be in trouble if you do. For us, it was easy when it came to ridiculing religion or attacking Islam or something like that. We would say, well, if it's inciting violence, then you've got to stop there. That's an easy line to draw, and if you cross that line of inciting violence, you should be stopped. Otherwise, just because you say something offensive... Offence is really a subjective thing. You might say something that is quite true. It might be morally, you know, um, uh, substantial. Like it, it could be something perfectly fine to say, which will be offensive to somebody else in a subjective sense. So, have
1: have I told you, Trevor, your hair is getting whiter by the week?
0: Right. Oh, I'm offended by that. But then I could say, actually, thank you. I looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, (laughs) looks
1: great. (laughs) It's. Exactly. So, But, you know, yeah, you're right. Just being offended is not grounds to stop speech, is yeah. it? Yeah.
0: So that was an easy one when it came to our views on free speech that you should – there's an easy line to sort of more or less determine. We had a few arguments when it came to employment law. So, we- yes, on Israel Falao. So oh. I took the view that if you said something that was basically – affected your ability to perform your job then an employer could say don't say those things because you can't perform your job and with Israel Falau, we had a bit of a talk about well because I was saying he was getting paid a lot of money in order to um, be a role model and his statements were cancelling out that job as a potential one so it was an argument over what really was a person's job or not, but we sort of could come to... uh, Personally, anyway, I could come to an easy resolution of what what could be stopped and not stopped when it comes to employment law. So all of these things focus on consequences for the individual after publication has occurred. But more recently, we've got this problem of big, powerful organisations that are refusing to publish stuff in the first place. So... Um, so, so the one that really comes to mind is that whole Hunter Biden scenario. So he, the story is that he supposedly had a laptop which he put in a repair shop which had incriminating emails on it that would be detrimental for him and for his father, the presidential candidate Joe Biden, and that these had somehow got into the hands of Rudy Giuliani and a number of News organisations said, well, we're just not running that story. We're deciding to, to not run it. So
1: That was mainly the more liberal news yes. media in America? They yeah. didn't want to spoil Joe's chances? Yes. you think? I mean, that's yeah, what yeah. people say. Yeah.
0: And they were basically saying this is damaging. They were saying this is damaging to Biden. Mm. It's unsubstantiated stuff which can't be... Properly investigated till after the election, so this is just potentially a heap of shit, which could cost Biden votes. And if we help enable this sort of misinformation, we're part of the problem. And so we're withholding it. So, Paul, do you have a view on news organisations um, withholding publication of that? You don't? I don't think they should withhold, no. frankly. Right. I think but-
1: if if they had a story on. Joe Biden's son, they should have been free to publish it. I mm. mean, some, some papers did, I think. The mm. the New York Post, I New think, York Post. published a story. Mm. New York Post published something. Um, so it wasn't as if all the news media were refraining from publishing it, but some did, for sure. Yeah, mm. but
2: what I heard was that they went to the Wall Street Journal and that sort of shit, and they said, well, you can't prove this, get out of our office. They, went, they shopped around looking for someone to publish it, and they eventually found the New York Post. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know what that says about New York Post, but it, it does say that it seemed to me that the major concern of the publishers was the truth behind it, more so than how much damage it would do to Joe
0: Biden. Mm. So, um, so when we've got publishers, news organisations, deciding we're not running a story, I don't have a problem with that because basically they're curators of their own paper and it's up to them to decide what they're going to put in their paper or not but
3: well, what
0: about when we've got things like facebook and twitter deciding to ban stuff on the basis that they just don't like it from a you know the same sort of thing such um, as uh, well we've got twitter for example uh cancelling the account of people because... Well, that was an inciting violence one, really, with... uh, What was the the example I gave just before where Twitter cancelled an account of...
3: Oh, uh, Steve Bannon?
0: Yes, yeah, because he called for the... Heads on pipes. Yeah, so we're okay with that because that's a clear incitement of violence. Um,
3: The other thing with the Biden laptop is... Given this is almost a mirror image of the uh, email leak of Clinton just before the last election. Right. uh, Whether this was foreign interference in the election. Right. And therefore, does the news media, if a foreign intelligence source comes to you with something that's potentially damaging to the election, Mm. uh, do they have a responsibility to hold off and say, yes, it's in the public interest, but you're trying to manipulate the election We'll do this afterwards, thank you.
0: Mm. I I think if they're news organisations, it's clear they can say no to anything. Mm -hmm. But when they're platforms, it to me hasn't been clear on whether they can say no to anything. And if platforms are going to start curating stuff, I really think they then start to become responsible for it. So at the moment, if a news organisation publishes something republishes something that's defamatory, then they also get sued for defamation. Mm. Whereas the platforms say, well, we didn't, had nothing to do with it. It wasn't in our control. Uh, we shouldn't be mm. liable for defamation as a result. And I think when they start um, curating like they are with with Trump's tweets and things like that, they're really starting to fall into the, into the side of Publishers so. and becoming responsible for what they're producing. Mm. Well, yeah. what they're saying on Twitter, though, they're mm.
2: saying you should take this with a grain of salt, mm. which I don't think is the same as what you're saying. I can understand mm. where you're coming from with the curating thing, mm. and it's a different side of the story. I'm not exactly mm. sure how I feel about it now. Thank you very much, Trevor. Right. Um, but I don't have a problem with what Twitter's done with Donald Trump's tweets. Mm. They've actually Sticking pointed them out and mm. said, look, these could be false.
0: Mm. So, but then they're sort of like taking a responsibility mm. for, as you the, say, the publication. Trevor,
1: they're, they're cur- creating, so they're acting mm. as publishers, aren't they? Yes, and yet they they maintain they're not, yes. so they're trying to play it both ways, aren't they? According they are. to what suits them. Mm.
0: So they're getting their hands dirty on that sort of subjective sort of thing. And I know mm.
1: from just from Facebook friends, if I can call them that. Um, I often see messages from people who say, oh, I've just come back from Facebook jail. You know, I said something bad about Islam or Mm -hmm. something like that, you know. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So they they clearly... Or or even
3: Christianity.
1: Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they clearly do curate some sorts of topics that they don't want published. Yeah. So what's Facebook jail? Is that... Oh, you get banned locked. for a month or something, don't you? Is well, it,
3: it's variable time, but basically yeah. you get locked out from posting. Yeah. yeah,
1: so you can still read, but you can't post. I believe so? Is that right? Mm. Yeah. And some people even get several uh, Facebook names or profiles mm. so that they can
0: continue. Mm. So we're reaching an interesting point, though, where you know what happened with Trump and having those tweets uh, either hidden or the news services actually ceasing broadcasting on the basis of this is just bullshit and we would normally publish this stuff, It's an, I don't think that's happened quite like that before. It's another... In the past, they might have gone, oh, we're not... When has it happened before? It's such a major news event that they've just said, well, actually, we're just not going to present it to you because we don't think it's good for you. It's so, never happened so, before, but mm-hmm.
2: don't you think considering the... Mm. character of the person mm. involved mm. that they've made a decision that this guy's a clown
0: mm.
1: he lies mm. so we've got to shut him up yes yeah but they can't yeah. they can't <laughs> but- <laughs> make that sort of judgment about everybody you know they can't just say oh this guy's a clown
0: no, and therefore okay. we're going to okay, show him but down. with donald yeah.
1: trump he is a public
0: figure
2: well we, we so has he been shown to be a liar mm. repeatedly mm. So I don't, have, I don't have a problem with them making a judgment call and saying we've so, got to so, shut him up. So
0: the reasons are these are lies and these are dangerous. Exactly. But then if you're going to do that, you then have to apply it consistently. Mm. Otherwise, you're discriminating against people. So well, they, then, can
2: against, they can but, discriminate against Angela Merkel. They can discriminate against Boris Johnson. <laughs> they can disc- discriminate against Jacinda Ardern. They can c- mm-hmm. discriminate against Scott Morrison. Mm. They can discriminate against people that are public figures, mm. and that would make them a little bit more work but not dramatically work. Mm. If you're going to have them apply it across to their billions of users or millions of users or whatever it is, then that's going to become an incredible burden for them. Mm.
0: Yeah. So so what if somebody says, okay, you've allowed this anti-vaxxer to um, – to well, actually, no, climate change. Like, here's a well-known Republican senator or whatever – Who's said these false statements about climate change, which are dangerous to the community. Now you you've deplatformed Donald Trump on that same issue. Why are you doing it? Why aren't you doing it on this issue? Well, it's, I think they should do that
2: mm. because they're they're both public figures. Mm. And,
3: and they didn't deplatform him. Mm. They merely put warning notices in front of his exactly Well no, the news so.
0: the news services though oh. said we're gonna stop broadcasting. Gotcha. Yeah. So
2: Well, the news but, services said they're gonna mm. stop broadcasting because it's lies.
0: Mm. I clearly have, don't have my argument very well structured, and in my defence, our computer crashing before threw me off, so <laughs> I'm going to revisit this topic uh, at another time when I can get my mind around it better, but... Um,
3: Maybe it's, you need to it, drink it, more
0: beers. Yeah.
3: Is, is it worth touching yeah. on um, France and Islam at the same time? Sure. With the freedom of speech?
0: Yeah. So, to be honest, I haven't kept up much with what happened in France with the... There was a couple of beheadings. No, there was a beheading and yes, some stabbings. Yes. And in terms of freedom of speech, it was so basically it, Muslims saying, you can't talk about Islam so, like that. So have.
3: initially it was a teacher in a civics class in school um, showed the cartoons of Mohammed that had um, got the Charlie Hebdo mm. uh, murders started.
0: Mm. Uh,
3: there was some playground gossip. One of the parents uh, posted on instant uh, social media about mm. it and a Chechen immigrant who was also a Muslim decided that uh, he took offence to that and went in and killed the teacher mm. and cut his head off.
0: And the teacher had warned the kids and said, I'm about to speak about this and you can leave if you need you to. You can uh, basically look away them. if you're going yeah. to be offended. Yes, yeah.
3: Um, but Mm. what happened in the classroom? So the police uh, came to interview him because uh, a number of the parents complained Um, and his interview said, actually, no, I treated this respectfully. Mm. I told the children because he was accused of having kicked the the Muslims out of the class. Mm. And he said, no, no, just look away if you're going to be offended. We need to discuss this. Mm. Uh, So there's a lot of he said, she said, but Mm. it sounds like, the child whose father complained wasn't even in the classroom at the time Yes, had misheard things or had heard things misreported in the playground and had made up this story, mm. uh, and it got conflated and blew up and ended up with a teacher getting murdered. Mm. Uh, and But the French are still pretty strong
0: on, well, secularism. everything he did was fine and... You should be able to do that.
3: So... They haven't
0: backed down on the oh, teachers' no, no. So ability to do that. Some
3: town halls have actually been mm. um, projecting mm. cartoons of Mohammed on the side of the town halls. Right. In solidarity. Right. However, uh, there was an Al Jazeera article saying that this is uh, fundamentally wrong and that the French should no way show pictures of Mohammed because it's insulting to all Muslims and they're being Islamophobic by showing pictures of uh, cartoons of Mohammed. mm and that article,
1: mm-hmm. and thanks for sharing, Joe. That in that article, the the writer was clearly an Islamist himself, and he was he was mischaracterising uh, secular liberalism. Well, yeah.
2: I thought it was very interesting the the article that Joe sent. Or was it you sent it? I forget no, which Joe one you sent, sent it. Joe
1: sent it to us. Well, also. did
2: you send the one that said that fifty eight percent of Muslim youth agreed that Sharia That's law poor. was better? Than, it was poor, was it? Oh, yeah. that was mine. Yeah, that he said that that 58% of Muslim youth agreed that Sharia law was preferable to French law. Not preferable. It yeah. takes uh, well, um, precedence, precedence over, precedence over yeah.
1: French law. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: It's really very, very frightening when you've got it a is. percentage like that. Absolutely. It's and, frightening. And,
3: and France has actually said, we've got a big problem with um, the way that Islam is being taught in our mosques and in our schools. Mm. and was calling for a francophone or fr- Francification, a French Islam.
0: Right. Well, the teachers had to have been French-raised Islamic teachers. Is that right? It was lines? basically that yeah. the
3: imams should be trained in a French yeah. Uh, yeah. school and mm. stop importing them and, from and stop Saudi importing,
0: and like yeah, Wahhabi-trained. So the government came out and said that. Yes, right. Yep. And they've
1: started if, instituting it as well. French, well. It's so. not just words. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, um, just a few days. Ago, there were those. Uh, how many were killed in Austria? In uh, I was at least one, in one wasn't there? Oh, I think there were several. There was were there? three or four people were shot by. A, they say now a lone gunman, who was then shot dead by police. I think. Mm. And uh, so I think the uh, you know the a few leaders of European countries will be consulting each other and trying to formulate some sort of cohesive strategy uh, between them, because it's just coming to a head, isn't it? I mean, they're they're really fed up. The French are really fed up. And Mm -hmm. um, my friend Mark, who who you know, who came on the program Mm -hmm. once, he follows the French and German news. He reads both French and German, so he reads Mm -hmm. the news regularly of those two countries. And he said to me recently, he said the French are really fed up and, uh, you know, people are – from polls that were published, he said a lot of people in France – are really, really fed up and they want something done about it.
3: And that's why Le Pen was doing mm. so well yes. in, in elections. That's right. Le
1: Pen, he, well, Mark was saying he thinks Le Pen will do even better at the next election and as a result.
2: the only people who've got themselves to blame for that is the, is the Muslims,
1: mm. you know? Well, it's it's more complicated than that, though, because, I mean, there I was... don't think it is any more complicated than well, that. Paul, uh... my... Even Macron, to his credit, he said, "Look, part of the problem well, is well, crazy Islamic
0: leaders are to blame."
1: Yeah, yeah, but, but Macron but- said basically the the French state has not done enough to integrate Muslim immigrants into mainstream French society. They've been mm. allowed to form these little parallel societies, you know, parallel communities in mm. the major cities, and and he has a point. And, I mean- and
3: therefore, disaffected youth have been ripe for radicalisation. Yes. Exactly. Mm.
1: So it is. It is a you know relatively complex sociological phenomenon. But uh, clearly, they've got a big problem, mm. and they're going to have to do something.
2: Well, Germany's got a big problem too. The Absolutely, England's, got a, England's got a big problem too. Britain's got oh, a big yeah.
1: problem. The whole of Western Europe. The Eastern Europeans didn't accept very many of the migrants in 2015. So it's less of an issue in uh, some of the in the Eastern European countries. But. France, Germany, the Scandinavian countries, the UK. I don't know about Spain. They have a fairly sizable Muslim community too, yeah. as does Italy.
3: The UK, it was the Pakistanis. You listen to Majid Nawaz, who is yeah, at London, I think, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Essex, he said. Um, who was a teenager in the 90s as the Balkan Wars kicked off. Mm. Uh, and he said... In his mosque he was hearing that it was genocide against the Muslims and that the Europeans were doing nothing against it and he was recruited and he joined um, an Islamist but not yeah. a jihadist group.
1: Uh, I forget the name. There's a branch in Australia too, Tahrir something, isn't it? What is it?
3: Yeah, I forget. Anyway, he ended up in Egypt and was imprisoned in Egypt for being a member of a band group. Uh, and it was there that people reached out to him and deconverted him, and he's now a moderate.
0: Yeah. Well, the problem was around that time as well in the UK, they basically encouraged identity, Mm -hmm. and leaders of ethnic groups were given money and power by local governments, and people were were encouraged to live sort of parallel lives rather than integrated lives. And doesn't matter who you yes. are. If you're running parallel communities where people don't integrate, you are going to have problems. And like unfortunately, it's... that's what happens with this hardline and, Islamism. Is... We got that
1: from mm. that, uh, what's his name? Um, Kenan Malik. That's it, Kenan mm. Malik. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote about that quite extensively.
2: It's he like did. I've yeah. said millions of times before, I'll say mm. it again. Is, assimilation mm. is not a dirty word. Mm. Not at all. It's one of those things that we should be striving for. So that's
0: one of the triumphs of Australia is that, to a large extent, the ethnic communities have, to a large extent, when we talk originally about the Italians and the Greeks. Yes. Great social successes. post-war migration.
1: They integrated within a generation. They mm. were integrated, weren't they? I mean, all their children were just Aussies.
0: And then the Vietnamese. Yeah, after they're, that
1: they're pretty pretty well integrated. Yes, I, I, as you know, I know some mm. Vietnamese family quite well, and yes.
0: uh, their children are just Aussies. You yes, know? and you know, second generation ends up marrying an Aussie and yep. all the rest of it. That's but, right. But uh, it's encouraged under um, Islam to lead a separate life. You could only marry a Muslim, and um, unfortunately, our leaders have encouraged multiculturalism as this sort of separate. Yeah. Identity. And Morrison but- hasn't
1: helped much, has he? Because mm. he's taken the line that they're entitled to follow their religious beliefs. You know, this kind well, of they're, they're I mean a- he would draw yeah. the line at inciting violence, obviously, yeah. but
2: But they they are entitled to follow their religious beliefs, but they you've got to they 've got to stop
1: preaching this nonsense about you 've got to behead people and all that sort of shit. Mm. that has to go mm. you know? but the point Trevor made is an interesting one where they generally don 't marry out of the absolutely know, religious that is a community. Real, real I encountered problem. that in uh, when I was a high school teacher and I had some Muslim students obviously mm. i would have I had a i was at a fairly multicultural state high school, and mm. you know they generally are pretty multicultural these days, but I had several. Uh, senior, like year year eleven, twelve uh, girls from Muslim families, and I remember one conversation where I was. They were talking about their parents choosing marriage partners for them, and, mm-hmm. I, and I, I, you know, I didn't criticise it, but I said, "How do you feel about that?" And they said, "Oh, yeah, that's that's fine with us."
0: I've had lots of conversations with with um, Uber drivers. Uh, with that same thing. Um, Surprising number of male Uber drivers Mm. who are here studying or whatever and are still single and their parents back home are organising their spouse for them.
3: And they're quite content with it. I I had a colleague at work who disappeared off Mm. back to India uh, for holidays to see his family and, and rang up the boss while he was there and said, I need an extra week, I'm getting married. Yes, yeah.
1: The yeah, Indian yeah. community, actually, the, yes. the, not only the Muslim in, Indian yeah. community, but the, the Hindu, Hindu Indian community yes. are quite against marrying out of the religious community as well. Often. Yeah, yeah. Not always, of course, but yeah. often. Oh, there was one, one more girl who was a, a student of mine and I saw her uh, several years after I, she'd been my student. I saw her on a public bus and she was headscarved and uh she spoke to me and and i said oh how are things these days and she from a conversation i i understood that she'd become increasingly an a, an increasingly observant muslim mm. and she said something about wanting to go back to iran which is where her family were from
0: mm. it's a big problem and i don't think there's any solving it for europe because the populations are so large mm. um, that they can create these enclaves now, where they don't it's need to something integrate.
1: Approaching twenty percent, isn't it? In France, it's,
3: I didn't think it was that much,
1: but it, but it'd be well into the sort of ten to fifteen. percent I think it's around and, ten. But yes, yeah.
3: uh,
0: in the chat room, uh, Ross has made uh, no. Matthew has made comments about Majid Nawaz. That guy, I agree, Matthew. He has gone off the crazy. Um, he's all sort of funny pro trump but he speaks in riddles and he's he is losing it in a big think- way yeah yeah so it's yeah imagine it's interesting cuz
3: yeah um he was very very centrist historically
0: yeah yeah but um I, there's something really odd going on okay. with him. So. I think he's
1: just a little concerned, like a lot of other people, about the... Have you been reading much of him lately? No, not
0: right. much, but I've seen bits and
1: pieces. But I think he's just really uh, against the left wing of the Democratic Party. I don't know, maybe I, I should read him a bit more, but that yeah. was the impression
0: I had. It's funny stuff. I though, don't think
1: he you? really liked Trump. I mm-hmm. think he just didn't like the direction the Democratic Party was going in.
0: Mm. Um, just harking back, sorry, to just to finish off on sort of post-Trump stuff and um, and I, of course, have been watching the Sky News Facebook page and catching a bit of that and also a little bit Thank of... Thank
2: you for your support, Trevor. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, uh, if you think what's happening in America... Couldn't happen here. Um, think again. Um the, the pro-Trumpness that is around is scary and is significant. So it, it could easily happen here. So, first of all, here's a little bit of uh Rowan Dean for you. I'll just play this. Um headphones on.
3: I never thought I would see an attempted political coup in the greatest democracy
0: on earth, the USA. Yet increasingly that is what it is looking like. <laughs> There clearly was fraud on the night of the election, both electronically and physically, with all the rorting going in Biden's direction. A stolen election. Sky News is harder pro-Trump than Fox News in America. Is that Sky News after
3: dark? Or... Yes. Okay.
0: It's so pro-Trump, it's incredible. It's actually harder than Fox News. Mm. And Alan James, Rowan Dean... All those characters. Um, Paul, are you shaking your head a little bit? No?
1: Rowan Dean, yeah, I don't know why he's going on like that. He sounds a bit loopy, doesn't he? He does sound a bit he's loopy. He's complete nuts.
3: Yeah. So it's interesting because they're saying that everyone predicted that the in person votes would be counted first yeah. and would give Trump a huge lead, and then that would ebb away as the postal and. Uh, drop-off votes were counted mm. later on. So this is nothing unpredicted. Yeah, uh, And so how you can take that to be corruption?
0: Yeah. Well, the one guy on Sky After Dark who made some sense was Andrew Bolt. And he said, um, Sky News host Andrew Bolt said he hopes Donald Trump will stop recklessly claiming he's been beaten out of a win because... I can't see any evidence of fraud and democracy must win. So. Wouldn't some, you like to see a
1: debate some, between Rowan Dean and Andrew Bolt no, on the issue?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Andrew Bolt has come out with something sensible,
2: mm. right? He does it's, have these moments, yeah. Right. But
0: if you then look at the, um, where he's posted that on, where that's posted on Facebook, my God. Every all of his followers have just gone apeshit over it. So, whose I, followers? Bolt's Andrew followers. Bolt's followers. Oh. So, so basically everybody slammed him. So Maureen says, "You have missed the mark, Andrew. You mightn't like Trump, it has stood for the people, and he made worldwide differences for the good. And you can bet your last dollar on it that the Democrats have been up to no good. Just look at how Trump has had to go through all their Mueller investigation, costing the country millions. No other man could have endured the stress. No wonder he was abrasive in manner. Read between the lines, Andrew, and open your observation skills to the truth. Andrew, you're not on the take from Soros, question mark. Oh, for God's sake.
2: 263
0: people like that. Jan says, I couldn't watch Bolt tonight. Thinks he knows it all. Of course people have a right to be concerned of how. He was so far ahead, yet now so far behind. Alan Jones sums it up pretty well. (laughs) What did Alan Jones say? Basically, it's fraud. Really? Yes, and that perhaps... Trump was even understating the amount of fraud and that he's been around a long time. So 225 agreed with Jan. Lorette, Andrew, I normally enjoy listening and agreeing with you on several matters, but today you're way off the mark. Pretty disappointing. 403 agree with that. (laughs) Biggest election fraud going in the USA. I'm surprised you're sweeping it under the rug, Andrew, like the Dems did with the Biden corruption. 578 agree with that one.
1: Andrew must be on the take.
0: Leave him as a Democrat. I would want Uh, I'll leave that one. That one was basically a Democrat saying, I'd still want this checked out. Uh, Becker says, hmm, Andrew Bolt said that. Is he having conniptions? I guess even a broken watch is right twice a day. 50 likes. And that was the only positive comment. Literally, as I was scrolling down, I got beyond 50. uh, They were all, how dare you, Andrew Bolt, say this from his own followers. So... Things like, I don't mind losing any fairly played game, but I sure as hell hate being cheated. Um, Dude, there's a fraud happening in every swing state. Wow, <laughs> Bolt, that's a disappointing stance. There's mountains of evidence of election tampering. <laughs> Way off on this one, Bolt. Can't see fraud? Really? Very surprised you are getting this one so wrong. Like, endless, mm. endless comments with hundreds of people um, sort of confirming these comments. Uh
2: Don't you think that the simple answer that is, you know, when that guy said, there's been hundreds of cases of fraud, Mm. name them, Mm. you know, tell me at a specific
0: instance of the fraud.
2: Oh, well, I heard, you know, it's a load of shit.
0: Well, these people say, I've seen hundreds of, of cases on social media, is what they say. Mainstream media won't tell you. You have to look elsewhere. These are the sorts of comments that are coming through there. Like, it's seriously frightening um, and the, the number of people on that Sky News Facebook page who are totally into this nonsense, who are Australians, who should know better. I just, but, I'm, fro- I'm scared by it.
1: But when you say you think it could happen here, mm. in my mind, I think Pauline Hanson is about the closest that mm. we would have to someone like Bolt.
3: And look how well she did in the state election.
1: Well, Exactly. Terribly. She didn't win I think I think they won one seat in Queensland, didn't they? If, if
3: but yeah, my, it was five percent of the vote.
0: My point is we look at the US election and these allegations of fraud and we go completely nuts. And we I look at it and and how could anybody accept this nutty situation? Okay, Americans are subjected to a lot of propaganda. I guess I guess if you're just tuned into Fox News all day, you could be Brainwashed into thinking it, but I just look at these Australian commentators and I think you've got no excuse for this. Like I just, it frightens me that Australians could fall for this. So, Mm. if a similar sort of demagogue came out and said Australia's elections are rigged, Mm. then you could get a similar—you'd be a surprising number of people could agree, which would be worrying. Mr. P, like Mr. P,
1: Mr. P, Mr. P. I don't want to say his name because. Uh. He's very litigious. Oh, okay. Um, well, well, <laughs> the yellow man.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, he has
1: he's he's cashed up yeah. like Donald Trump, sort of, and yeah. um, has sort of similar, very ultra conservative ideas, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: if doesn't like taxes, doesn't if, like constraints on business.
0: If if a crazy guy got in charge of the liberals and lost an election and claimed election fraud. All I'm saying is don't be surprised about how many people suddenly agree with the idea because they're agreeing d- with it don't
3: here. forget, you know, even if it's 1% of people are crazy nutters mm. in Australia, that's still 200,000 people.
0: Yes, yes.
3: And that's a lot of likes on Facebook. Yes. Uh, so...
0: This is exaggerating it, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right.
3: So you can have a very noisy minority that's a mm. tiny fraction mm, yeah. just because of the size of the population, it seems mm. like a lot of people. Right, yep. So I wouldn't be overly concerned that these nutbags are going to take control mm. because I think there are relatively small numbers of them.
0: Mm. I agree. I don't know. I just think Sky News at this point has a relatively small reach, but they've got a really rabid following from what I've seen oh, yeah. there. And give them time in another 10 years, who knows what damage they could do. So, don't let them breathe. That's all right. Mm. Kev's going to sort that out. Mm. Mm. Um, news about a vaccine. So drug company Pfizer has announced that early trials of a vaccine candidate suggest it may be 90% effective at preventing COVID-19 based on 94 confirmed cases in a study that has enrolled 43,000 participants across the US and five other countries. So it's a very promising drug that Pfizer has developed. So, I
2: think that's 90% effective at presenting the disease, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Mm. It does not stop you being infected with COVID-19, but it stops you developing any of the symptoms. I don't know. It does.
0: Right, yeah. okay. So
2: well. this is the first, this is the first
0: right. generation of vaccines. Is that how vaccines normally work? That you still get the... No. Right. So you'll get first- it, but you won't feel the symptoms. Exactly. Really?
1: I saw a... Um, uh- this is <laughs> a
2: first generation vaccine. This is, what the- this is what they're all going to do. Mm. Is they're going to stop you getting sick. But mm. the next generation, or the, th- the second or third generation, will actually stop the transmission of the disease. Mm.
1: I saw a graphic uh, this afternoon on TV, and it—it's they said it—it it, contained—is it proteins that mm-hmm. they're are, they're synthetic. They're, it's not—it's not derived from the actual virus Correct. itself, and it—it it gives your cells some sort of defensive mechanism that stops the. Virus attaching itself and inf- so basically, the cells.
3: basically your immune system consists. Sorry, your uh, this innate immune system and then something else that basically learns. Uh, and what it does is it learns what the virus looks like. Mm. And what they can do is train it by giving it a small part of the virus, but not the entire virus. So it looks for a marker that the virus contains. Mm. And in fact, what they're saying is they're not even giving it that they're giving a precursor that your body then converts into the protein that the virus contains and your body creates the vaccine inside itself. Mm. It's very smart. Mm. And um, they've been working on this for a number of years. I would listen to somebody talking about it on the grounds that they would have to ramp up this technology very quickly. They've been expecting a pandemic for a while. They're going We know it's going to happen. We just don't know which virus. We need the processes in place to be able to ramp up vaccine production very, very quickly. Is this the Pfizer vaccine or not? Uh, Not sure which one this was. Yeah. Um, I'll dig out the... It may be a private video. It might have been shared on one of my... Yeah,
2: it's it's all right. It's just that that sounds different to what I've heard because I heard... Yeah, there, there
3: are a number of vaccines and they work yeah, in different just, ways. Yeah, I just
2: heard that the this is from Norman Swan anyway. Which, okay. You know, he said that your first generation vaccines, all they do is they prevent the disease, they don't stop you catching it. So that was what I was concerned about was that, you know, it doesn't
1: actually stop the spread of the disease. It just stops the disease actually forming in you. I heard this afternoon that they said it does stop you transmitting the disease to somebody else.
2: Okay, maybe it does. I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand it well either. But
0: Anyway, mm. sounds relatively positive. It is very positive. You're getting 90% and that sort of stuff, that's very mm. effective. Mm. Maybe this time next year we could have an effective vaccine of some sort, potentially.
3: The, the problem is going to be how we uh, ramp up production. Mm. And so the initial doses will go to those most at risk, the healthcare workers, those in aged care facilities, mm. uh, and will be slowly rolled out across the population.
0: Yeah. Maybe in 18 months' time, like, we'll have something. Like, it's looking more and more positive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess um, what I'm getting at here, Paul, is... Uh, When we're talking about shutdowns and lockdowns, and you said um, (laughs) that we're basically going to be eating humble pie. If you look at the screen there, I've got a picture of some humble pie. Oh, you're getting ready. (laughs) That we'll be eating, that's right. Good on you. And and, um, you said, you know, you guys will be eating some humble pie. And what I thought was, how will we know when it's time for either of us to eat humble pie on lockdowns? It's a very difficult thing to... to We won't. Yes.
1: And and obviously... As soon as I said that, I thought, no, nah, you're never going to eat humble pie. Because there, there will be nothing that will change your mind right. that the course of events weren't the correct ones to follow. Right. And and, 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 oh, and vice conversely, versa. Yes, there will yes. be nothing
0: that will change my mind that lockdown yes. was
1: a big mistake.
0: Yes. So because really what we're looking at is a calculation of human flourishing... Uh, you or know, lack thereof. Indeed. Under lockdown... Versus what it would have been had we not had a lockdown but were still subjected to a pandemic, so we'll never know exactly no, what human flourishing trade-offs have occurred in that. And anybody who attempts to do a calculation scientifically is probably just pulling figures out of their ass, you would think. So, but what I did think was that um, you know, what if um, in two or four or six years' time? sort of surveyed the Queensland population and said, hey, remember 2020 and we did that lockdown? Uh, Do you think it was a good idea or not? Then each person would basically do their own calculation of their life circumstances and go, well, you know, I did okay or I didn't do okay. It was either a good idea for me or a bad idea for me. And, And that would be a way of sort of, if in six years' time, we were you around in 2020. Did you go through all that process? Do you think the lockdown was a good idea or not? If if 75 percent of Queenslanders said yeah, it was good, it proved to be. Um, I'm very happy that we did the lockdown. Would would that be proof that the lockdown no, was it because right? it's totally subjective? But they're giving if they're giving their own subjective. I agree. They're giving their own subjective calculation of how it affected their life. And if you're basically asking all Queenslanders, do your own calculation of your life and then we look at add it all up, as we do in a survey, then that's sort of like a referendum on how it would be performed. Would that get us somewhere to an answer?
1: No, I don't think it would because, you know, my impression is that people who weren't dramatically impacted either financially mm. or personally mm. are now saying, Gee, that wasn't so bad, was it? Mm. And all the people who were adversely affected are saying, that was fucking terrible. Yep. And I don't think they're really going to change their minds. It's like the the atomic bomb. Do you think... Mm. You know, I mean, people have various opinions on whether dropping atomic bombs on Japan was a good idea mm. and there's no way to 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 really go back and change history mm-hmm. and so people will make up their own mi- minds on, on what they consider to be important, you know. people Some people will say, well, you should never use atomic weapons. Look, look you know, instantly or, you know, within minutes they killed, you know, 70,000 people or something, you know. And, and that was a crime against humanity, but the other side of the coin is people say, well, if they hadn't dropped the atomic bomb, you know it, it was calculated that you know one hundred thousand or two hundred thousand American servicemen would have died trying to take control of Japan or whatever. Mm. so there are arguments on both sides mm. and it's uh, it's a subjective opinion, so i don't think we can ever really have a clear uh, Result, if, if you know. So what I there'll mean. be
0: no humble pie eating because we'll never reach a point where we'll be able to say you were right or you were no, wrong.
1: I don't think we will.
0: Right, to be honest, mm, I think you're right. I think you, <laughs> I agree with you there.
1: We agree with each other on this.
0: We'll never be able yeah. to conclusively say. Although, I don't know if a vaccine came out in twelve months' time and was really super effective and was duly administered and the population was basically um, free of COVID, uh, it'd be a pretty good argument to say uh, lockdown worked pretty well.
1: Yeah, but they they would have been developing a vaccine even if lockdown hadn't been instituted. They would have been still trying to develop a vaccine. So, you know, there'd be virtually no difference in the timeline of the development of the vaccine and the distribution and, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, mm. obviously, I'm in mm. favor of a vaccine. You mm. know, if it if it uh, if mm. it helps, terrific. You know, mm. I'm not anti-vax by mm. any stretch of the imagination, mm. but I still think that. So, uh,
0: but one of the anti-lockdown arguments is that we need to get on with our lives. Yes, we need to. Um, Life is inherently risky. We can't do this forever.
1: You can't make a totally and, safe society, and, yes, and, and and all this this argument mm. that uh, well, we're saving lives. Yeah, yes, and, you're saving some lives. Mm then you're sacrificing other lives. You know, which ones are more valuable? I,
3: I, I do think, if anything, this has pointed out how unfair our society is um, in that people are living on an knife edge mm-hmm. and that there needs to be some form of government support mm-hmm. that isn't, oh, let's throw some temporary money at them, but, oh, well, sod it, uh, we don't need JobKeeper anymore or we're going to cut it back down to tiny amounts.
0: And it will and end. It, it, it will end. Initially... One of the positives from it was a recognition by the government that people do end up in dire circumstances mm, through absolutely. no fault of their yes. own, which was a recognition mm. by the government. Oh, well, these people are uh, are in this position through no hardworking Aussies mm. who are in this position through no fault of their own. Here's some money. Um, they're increasingly now turning to a view which is, well, if you haven't got a job by now, what's the matter with you? Come on, like... <laughs> Put your finger out. You're clearly bludging now if you haven't we just and you can start reducing this. The more Sorry. conservative
1: Sorry. politicians will take that line.
0: Yeah. 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 So this rep-
1: time next year they'll be all saying, you know, what's wrong with you bludgers? Yeah. Why haven't you got back on your feet again? Yeah. But yeah. as we know, mm. some people have totally lost their business mm. and their life savings and some industries have been decimated. Mm. You know? So and they're not coming back anytime soon, some of them. Mm. So you know, it's it's very subjective. Those who were not terribly affected by it will, will, will congratulate the governments and say, job well done. And those who were disastrously affected will probably be bitter for the rest of their lives.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know how long we've been going by the time this we chop out the bits that we're... What are we up to? What's the time here? Five so, nine. All right. Yeah. So we've probably been going <laughs> well. There, there was
3: a question here oh, yeah? about... Um, The eagerness to get a vaccine out and cutting safety corners. Mm. Raid, was it? Yeah. Mm. And um, I've certainly heard a big appeal. I I know um, some of the pharmaceutical companies have said, I don't care what pressure, Mr. Government, you're putting on me. Mm. Uh, We're not cutting corners. We're going to do this. There are things we can do in parallel to speed up the process, but there are safety things that we will not cut corners on mm. uh, because the risk of it backfiring and giving ammunition to the anti-vaxxers is very, very high. Mm. So um, I, I think there's a lot of focus in the industry on making sure they're going to do it right first time.
0: Mm. They've got reputations that, yes. to uphold. Mm. Absolutely. So mm.
1: the, yeah. And share prices to protect. Mm. Well, not only share price, but they've
2: got they've got to keep the ve- they've got to keep vaccines relatively safe, of course, so that you are not going to have a nutter saying, oh, "I am not going to give my kid that vaccine."
1: Yeah, it's obviously not just about share price, but you can imagine if if Pfizer distributed this and then later discovered there was some terrible problem with it, their share price would crash, wouldn't it? Surely it would. I am mm. not saying it's only about share price; not at all.
0: Mm. Anyway, I'll be. Lighting up for it if the relevant medical authorities say it's proven and all the rest of it. Mm. Put my faith in the science. Mm. Well, that was an awkward episode. um, That hiccup technically in the middle of it threw me anyway. Russian hackers. mm, (laughs) Yep, I think there's a plot against us. So good on you in the chat room if you came back for part two. Um, (laughs) uh, Thank you for all of your comments. And I don't know, I think next week... I'm ready for some callers and some feedback and if you've got a bone to pick with Paul or or any of us or you've got something, I reckon next week we're going to see what you can come up with in terms of um, conversations and, and complaints or just ideas, preferably, or things that we haven't considered. So... Next week, get your Zoom apps ready and we will um, look for some feedback and some talking with people as we go. Keep a look on the Facebook page. I might have a little rough agenda of some ideas, but if you've got some, let me know and you're welcome to join us via Zoom next week and I think we'll see what happens there. So yeah, give that a go. You never know, a bit of a lucky dip, but we'll see. All right, bye for now. See you next week.
2: And just before we go, a little shout out to Landon Hardbottom, who oh. has just about finished his 14 days in quarantine returning to China. So <laughs> congratulations, Landon. And it's about time you send us another message, don't you
0: think? It's really stuck in a hotel room with, exactly. with vengeance and retribution.
2: Vengeance and, and retribution, yes, and, exactly. And yeah. Yeah. chicken's feet. Yeah. His, chi- his chicken's feet. You know, yeah. Cheryl's there too. So. And Cheryl, yeah. yeah. good on you, Cheryl. So... All right. Good
0: luck, Landon. Hope that's going well for you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, thanks for tuning in. Bye now. Bye, everyone. Good night, Bye. You're going to be so proud of your country if I get in. You're going to be so proud of your president, and I don't care about that, but you are going to be so proud of your country because we're going to turn it around and we're going to start winning again. We're going to win so much. We're going to win at every level. We're going to win economically. We're going to win with the economy. We're going to win with military. We're going to win
3: with health care and for our veterans. We're going to win with every single facet. We're going to win so much you may even get tired of winning. And you'll say, please, please, it's too much winning. We can't take it anymore. Mr. President, it's too much. And I'll say, no, it isn't. We have to keep winning. We have to win more. We're going to win more.